0: Hey everyone, today I'm joined by Grace. Grace has a media company called Grace Riggles, is married to an awesome guy who was also really creative and they have so many businesses between them, so I'm really excited to hear about how you juggle all of that in this interview, which is going to be great, and how you keep God central. But before we get started, what are three things you've been loving lately? Well, I recently got married,
1: so loving that. Uh, (laughs) I love ramen, so Mm -hmm. random, but I literally like watch documentaries on ramen and I seek out the best ramen on the Gold Coast, so... What's your favorite? There's a place called Hakataya Ramen in Pacific Fair, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. And then there's also Muso Ramen in Mermaid, which is really good. I'm like a huge nerd. At the moment, I'm kind of watching like conspiracy videos <laughs> and my husband hates it so much because I'll come out and be like, so what do you think about like the theory of mermaids? And he's like, oh my gosh, go home. <laughs> it's are like, too I odd. am home. <laughs> I know, I am home. Welcome yep. to my life. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just like a huge nerd. I love like TV shows, like theories about TV shows, mm. anything like The Sims, give me anything nerdy, and I'll just like love to like go in deep yeah. about it kind of thing. Can you tell us about your journey so far? I grew up in a non Christian family. Uh, we never even really talked about God or anything. It just was completely, I guess, agnostic. We just didn't really know, but we didn't really like care. So we didn't really talk about it at all. I just remember the only things I would see would be like on The Simpsons when Lisa would pray and I'd be like, oh, I could do that because I just like loved Lisa. So I would go and do that in my room and have no idea what I was doing. When I was in grade 12 at school, I was kind of just like partying and having fun, but deep down I was like very insecure. I really didn't know who I was. I would just like copy what everyone else Mm -hmm. was doing Like, i go to a party and I remember thinking, like, oh, if I'm not drinking, what's the point of being here? A pretty, like, sad place to be when you're not content just, like, hanging out with your friends or just in who you are, really. So I was a bit lost and then I became friends with a girl at school who kind of tricked me into going to, like, a youth conference. Uh, (laughs) She's like, you can hang out with me if you want, but you have to come to this thing with me tonight. And I was like, oh, okay. And I went and... People from my school were there because I went to a Christian school and I was so embarrassed that I was there. Like, I remember standing at the back being like, I want to die. This is the <laughs> worst kind of thing. Yeah. Just like listening to the preacher, can't even remember the whole night is an absolute blur because I really went from zero to hundred. I just remember him saying like, God has a plan for your life and you don't mean nothing. And just being so like overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit and God knows how he's going to get you, kind mm, of thing. Yeah. And for me, it could never be taught. Because I went to a Christian school, I heard it all before. Like, I'd listen, I'd be interested in it because I loved, like, learning new things, but I didn't really care. It was just a complete overwhelming feeling, and that's how he got me, pretty much. So since then, I've just been just reading and learning and growing in God, and every day there's something new to learn, and it's it was never easy. You know how some people like, I never drank again mm. after I... I met God. It was not like that at all. It took years and years to get to a place where me and God pretty tight. Yeah, so I went to um, a church for maybe three or four years. Was really involved, loved it. And then one of my pastors was starting a new church. And I just felt like I needed to push myself out of my comfort zone. I really loved my old church. I loved all the people. But God was, like, pushing me to do something new. So we started just in a house liberty church. Now we've got like a bunch of people who come. It's like a thriving, very healthy, Mm. gospel-centered, God-worshipping church, and it's just the best. I just, yeah, I love it so much.
0: That's so good. My husband
1: and the pastor are actually really good friends. (laughs) (laughs) Grace, what topic are you going to share with us today? I really didn't know because in my life at the moment, I'm so busy. I'm just feel really overwhelmed with how much stuff I could talk about. I'm a full-on overthinker, so I was just, couldn't even settle on one topic, and then obviously after talking to God he always provides answers and he was like why don't you just talk about abiding in me John 15 how Jesus says like I am the vine Mm -hmm. and it kind of just brought everything that I was thinking every other topic it really like brought it down into one because everything comes out of Jesus being the vine everything why is this an important topic for us to talk about in today's society well, I feel like at the moment there are so many fake vines mm. and that's something that I've really learned at the moment and been praying through is asking God, show me what the truth is. I'm a sensitive extrovert. Isn't even like a real term. <laughs> I didn't make it up. John Mayer made it up and put it on Instagram once. And I was like, that's literally me. You overshare with people and then you go home and you regret it. So instead of being introvert and sitting there and being like, I'm not going to share because I'm uncomfortable, I'll tell you everything about my whole life and then lay in bed, like wide awake and be like, what have I done? I shouldn't have said that. Why did you say that? Yeah. So I feel like I have so much on my plate and I overthink so much and I'm distracted by so many things Jake and I have so many little like hobbies and businesses in front of us this topic is really important because we get so distracted in life and we try to fill any void we have with anything we can get our hands on and everything's so inviting like you can walk outside and you know especially on the Gold Coast it's like healthy not because you want to be healthy but because you want to look good that's going to fulfill you. And there's so many fake vines. That's why the Bible is so awesome because it's just the complete opposite. It's Mm. the opposite of what the world tells you. And it is fulfilling. It really is. You never regret it. I know that sounds like really cliche kind of thing. It's kind of like every time you fulfill yourself with something of the world, it drains out of you. It's kind of like a bucket with a hole in it. Mm. You fill it up and it's gone within like a couple of weeks. Everyone will know if you post a cool photo on like Instagram, you get all those likes You're not like, all right, I can delete my account now. I'm good. I finally like reached that point. It's not like that. But with Jesus, it is that bucket's healed. Like you just get full and you kind of just like can live off it. But it's relational. What's your experience with this? Well, for me, balancing everything is the hardest thing. I have my own like wedding slash like lifestyle photography and video business. And then I have like a little skincare blog, which I'm kind of putting a little bit more time into at the moment. And then I shoot video and photos for other people And then my husband's got his business. His businesses. His businesses. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And then we just got married. So it's kind of like I have so many choices of what I could put my energy into. In John 15, when it talks about the vine, it talks about like the branches and you'll get pruned and that kind of thing. I think I've just learned recently that I could put as much effort as I want to in any aspect of these. Especially for my health at the moment. That's really important for me. And I've been going really hard because I just like lack the feeling of being strong. Mm-hmm. So I've been like going to the gym, eating well, which has been helping. I guess that could be like a fake vine. Like, I'm like, if I just get healthy enough and I get like fit enough... Then mentally, because when I work out mentally, it makes me feel a bit better because I am such an overthinker. I can just concentrate on one thing and go for it, you know, but I'm like, wow, if I just get healthy enough and I get fit enough, then when I do weddings, I'll recover quicker or I can spend more time with my husband because he loves being fit. And so we can go for walks and do these things and then I'm going to get more quality time and it kind of feels like this fake vine with all these branches coming out of it, but then you get sick. And you go, well, okay, this thing is definitely not fulfilling. You know, this thing isn't going to get me through. For me, I realized, like, through, like, prayer, like, God revealed to me that you don't have to try when Jesus is the vine. You mm-hmm. really don't. If you just, like, glorify him through prayer, and it says at the end of the verse, it says, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Like, that doesn't mean give him a list. It means talk to him. It means pray. That's mm-hmm. how you communicate with him. When I look back on my life, all the last like eight years, I guess, of being a Christian, it's pretty obvious that the times that I was closest to God and the most content in my life was when I was talking to him the most. Mm -hmm. You'll have healthy fruit. It just happens and you can't help it. And at church, I was talking about on Sunday, humility. Now saying humility is something when you look at it and you aim for it, it disappears. Mm -hmm. Like if you try to do it, you can't do it kind of thing. I felt like that really tied in as well to the vine. When you're close to God, it just flows out of you and Jesus just dwells in you. Yeah, Romans 7, it says, nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. Like, nothing good dwells in you. But then when you're close to God and Jesus, it says, like, he says, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. That nothing good that was in the flesh just changes. Your desires change. All those aspects, so those parts of my life where I was struggling to balance them. For example, going back to being fit and healthy, like, when I go to the gym and I'm close to God, I don't think about, like, wow, I can't wait to, like, look amazing kind of thing. i listen to like worship music or kirk franklin which is like like a 90s gospel rapper who i'm kind of obsessed with at the moment i don't know you just think about him and you think like wow thank you god for giving me this body i've had a lot of like health issues in the past and so it's very easy for me to glorify god when i'm exercising because i'm like wow like you healed me and you got me to this point those parts just flow out now and you can do anything to his glory
0: mm. what does the bible tell us about remaining in jesus as the vine
1: well i've already said about john 15 i'll just read it out so it says abide in me and i in you. as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i am the vine you are the branches Whoever abides in me and I in him, he that bears much fruit from apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Like, I love this verse so much because I mean, how many times does Jesus have to repeat abide in me? Like how many times does he have to say it before? We get it, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in my life, I'm like, wow, I just don't feel like content. And then I go back to this verse. I'm like, could he have been any clearer? Wow, I haven't been abiding in God lately. I wonder what he wants me to do. (laughs) John 15, he just like lays it down, you know. There's so many parts of this verse. The branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And I think that's really important too, knowing that we don't produce our own fruit as Mm. hard as we try. And as much as we would love to like brag that we do, we don't, there's a Bible verse that says someone can sow a seed and someone else can water it, but God provides the growth Mm. It's a bit of a punch in the face, you know, like from God in the best, the best possible punch Mm -hmm. in the face, like kind of way we can plant something and we can water it. And I feel like that a lot with a lot of my businesses and Jacob's businesses too. Like we put so much
0: effort into it, but God provides all that growth. Mm -hmm. And I actually feel that with a daily drive too. It's like when the growth actually happens. Yeah. As Christians so much of it is like, thanks God you made that grow. It's awesome. And
1: it's so hard to admit too. it It really is. And the world does give us those fake vines, but it says so clearly, if you don't abide in him, he's, he's going <laughs> to, it's so harsh. He's thrown away like branches and withers. How many of us, when we aren't close with God, feel like that? Mm. Like you're dry, you're tired, you're withered you're you're done you know yeah (laughs) you're thrown into the fire and burned like wow okay (laughs) like hit me right in the emotions kind of thing and then at the end when it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish it'll be done it's very instructional it's saying firstly my words abide in you read your bible it's literally god as words like Mm -hmm. i think we forget that sometimes we find it as a chore and be like geez i need to read my bible more and i think most of us like get that because it is kind of hard but when we look at it here. He's saying, you abide in me and my words abide in you. And just before that, he's saying, I abide in you. Like the word becomes flesh. It is him. It's not like we have to read our Bible. It's like we get to. Mm. It's so exciting. And we don't give up. We don't give up in these situations. I have a friend who lives on a farm and they only recently bought it. And he was saying to us the other day, he's never truly understood the Bible more than now that he farms. Mm. And I went, "Whoa." When you think about it, a lot of the Bible is talking about like farming and that kind of thing. So I have like three little herb pots at home. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a farmer. (laughs) I come out, like prune my little leaves. The other day I had to, a couple of the basil leaves that I'm growing were all like had black spots on them. And I googled it, you got to chop them. And I was pretty upset. Like I'd spent all this time growing this cute little plant Mm. and now I have to chop like the hard-earned leaves off. When it's a fake vine or it's an unhealthy thing, at that point, I think that's how you feel like. You're like, I've spent all this time growing. I've spent all this time getting this branch. From far away, it looks like a normal branch who cares. Mm. Like, I know that it's unhealthy, but other people don't, and I care what other people think. But when God cuts it off, you just got to lean into him and trust that he's going to build a healthier branch. You've just got to believe it. And it's so hard, because I find at the moment, sometimes I question God's promises, because of my own insecurities you know when god says like pray for the sick and they'll be healed i'm like oh but mm, don't oh i'm scared Mm. like i don't want to just walk up to a random and then god kind of says like well do you believe what i say yeah but i just don't want to do it like that's not that's not how it works like god wants us to lean in and when we dwell in him that'll flow out of us Mm. naturally because we'll believe it deep in the root deep Mm. in our hearts we know that he's gonna fulfill everything he says. Mm. And when the word abides in you, that's those promises. So yeah, the Bible on so many occasions, how many times does it have to tell us that Jesus has to be everything? You know, when the rich young ruler, all he has to do is get rid of those materialistic things. And Jesus is like, if you just sell these things, you can be with me Mm. and he can't do it. You know, how many more stories do we have to see of just being in his presence, just sitting at his feet and listening to him, having him dwell in us, which actually isn't that hard because he wants to. Mm. Like we really don't have to try. God provides the growth. All we have to do is just feed ourselves and want to. Your friend's not going to be friends with you if you don't text them to hang out. <laughs> you know, they're not going to be that close to you, but they'll want to. Mm. You know, God just wants us so bad. It says, like, He's jealous of us. I don't know if you've ever been jealous of someone else, but that's like an overwhelming feeling, and imagining that the king of the universe is jealous to, like, just be with us and dwell with us, us in him and him Mm. in us. So the Bible's just saying you just Mm. need to pray and be in relationship with him Mm. and just dwell in him. Before we finish today, Grace, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? Well, I guess like some words of encouragement would be from my own experience that when I dwell in God and I'm close to him and I actually take the time out to get to know him, like sit with him or go for a walk and be like, God, do you want to come? Like seems silly, but... It's a relationship, you know, those times in my life, that's when everything else flows out. Mm. Like I see fruit, I see just overall health, like mentally, physically, everything just flows out of this place of dwelling in him. When the prunings do come, you're kind of fine about it because God's going to show you what's true. And if he tells you something's wrong, but you're dwelling in him and you know that he loves you, you're going to be way more receptive to those prunings even if they're hard Mm. and often they are hard, but that's the time you lean in more. That's the time that you go, okay, God, if you're going to prune me, I know that this is going to hurt. And I know that I just want to run away and keep and hold on tight to that thing. But you told me to trust you. And that's what I'm going to do because I love you. And that's mm-hmm. it. You know, and life is better. <laughs> and life is
0: better. Well, Grace, thanks so much for sharing with us today. It's actually really encouraging too that you are so busy and that you still made time to share this because it's a really important message. And it's very clear to see that Jesus is your vine, which is awesome. I just oh, love thanks. your joy. Thank you. <laughs> so great. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another episode of Her Daily Drive. If you want to stay connected and notified when new episodes are released, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.